money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. It's the end of October. It's the end of October. Hey, uh, fall is uh, is fully engaged uh, among us. So, and here we are, you and me, just the two of I us know. together. And you know what? So, mm. You will be shocked, but I think we should do a practical show. Oh my! We've goodness. done so much Jesus talking and. Mm-hmm. Not being afraid and all of these good shows this month, but mm-hmm. let I like let's do something practical. It's time for practical. Mm-hmm. I've been yearning for something practical. <laughs> so no, you're you often the one show, who leads me astray uh, now and is all like you know, spiritual now, so, and got uh, me in relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus, mm-hmm. and I'm like, let's talk practical stuff. So you know it's pretty serious when when <laughs> Reb starts the show by saying we've got to do something practical because. My goodness. Uh, so so welcome to the show. If you haven't joined us before, this is Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And uh, we are so glad to have you join us. We're even happier when you give us feedback. It's uh, it's always nice to, to get nice a little to feedback. feedback. Um, good or bad, or if you agree or not. Uh, I mean, again, we fully admit, confess, stand before you saying, we certainly don't have all the answers, uh, mm. but we do look to the place where we find a lot of the answers to the questions that we have. And so that's a big part of, of this podcast is just sharing that with you and saying, look, at we, we read something in Scripture, and let's get it on the table and have a conversation about it. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to, you know, if you're uh, sitting in your kitchen, great. Uh, if you're in the car, wonderful. Um, you know, just pull up a chair and, and let's have a little conversation. And Reb, you, you do have a, a bit of a launching point. I do to today. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, so uh, we're, we're going to talk this morning about the practical things about uh, well, there's so much that we could talk about. We're going to try and summarize a little bit of what we talk about in our financial fitness seminar mm-hmm. because we want to encourage people. I was kind of praying about um, and talking to you, David, about how can we encourage people in COVID? What are the practical things we are seeing that are important right now? Um, as people are, some people are fin- facing some financial mm-hmm. crisis, and we've all faced some shifts in our spending. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially as Christmas is coming up, you know, what are the priorities? And um, I was thinking about us having an emergency cushion, having mm-hmm. be, facing our finances, finding some extra money, living on less than we make, putting money aside for the emergencies to come in a in a separate account. Um, but I was kind of like the Joseph principle. Got, I mean, there, right. there's a couple of books. I know there's a story in the Old Testament that these books are based on that, that just talks right. about Sto- so, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Dave and I actually had an interesting discussion with our kids about this anyway yesterday but we won't get sidetracked by that um just about that famine and how Mm -hmm. how did people respond and you know are we in the same kind of situation as the famine anyway it was just an interesting discussion around the table about how to prepare in a famine for food but um 
But the point is for us now, we teach often about building an emergency cushion, living on less than you make. It's one of the make. practical it first is. steps. Yeah. It's a practical first step. So um, the other part of that is sharing what we have. Mm-hmm. And the scripture that came to me is some verses that I, our kids and I love. It's out of the context of 2 Corinthians 9. And it's when... Paul is writing to the Corinthians, encouraging the Corinthians to hold to their commitment to give. Um, uh, They promised that they were going to give some money or provision. And Paul was just saying, you are going to, you know, when when the folks show up, you aren't going to let me down, right? You are going to give what you said you'd give. I'm Mm -hmm. paraphrasing. Um, But then these great verses, because I believe that as we commit to, okay, Lord, I'm going to repent and turn back to you. As your disciple, I have not... I have not done with my finances what your word says. And we can say to God, God, just help me. Mm-hmm. And we have discovered on the journey of more than enough that people meet, that God meets us in that commitment, that we think it's impossible, but he actually starts to take the impossibilities of even the smallest of incomes, the smallest of $50 a month commitment to pay down debt. And Mm -hmm. he just does something with it that you can't even imagine unless you meet him there in it. So these are the verses from 2 Corinthians 8, 9, and 10. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, will have an abundance for every good work. As it's written, God is dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor His righteousness endures forever. And now may he who supplied seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. These verses are so beautiful because it's about God's grace poured out towards us to supply what is needed. And yes, we make mistakes. Dave and I are no different than anybody else. You make financial goofs. You or life happens and and you know, you have to fix your well and you have to dig deep into the financial pockets that you have. Or sometimes you go to your credit line because, and you just weren't expecting to, and you think, Lord, what's going on? And yet you keep going back to the Lord and he gives his grace abounding toward you. And you gave me this beautiful picture this week, Dave, of, of, um, Dave's doing some reading on Ecclesiastes and he's just telling me all the things he's gleaning. But um, one of the examples of this author he had read was, you know, if we take a big high perspective of our life, like building the, what was it? The Starfighter? The Millennium Falcon. Oh, it was a Millennium. Okay. So this author. For Star Wars fans, you would know what that is. For non-Star Wars fans, it is one of the the key spaceships in the Star Wars movies. Right. And he's building this Lego set with his son and his son is in the process get, you know, they lose pieces, you get frustrated. You know, it, it, the process of building this thing, Thing is like frustrating some moments, right? Or a bro- you have a broken piece. And Dave's telling me this story and how at the end you get this beautiful spaceship. At the end, you might have had to put things together or find an extra piece somewhere because you've lost a piece. And it's, mm-hmm. it, the process didn't go the way you had wanted or mm-hmm. in building this thing. And I have taken great comfort in that this week. And some of the things I've been going through Um, personally, like if I take a big picture perspective, God is building my life into something that is, is 
destined to be what he's called it to be. Mm-hmm. But the process can be messy. It can be broken. There can be lost pieces. And it's not quite looking that way. But then I come back to these verses as well. And I see God just pours out grace in the midst of the broken pieces of my life, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the tears over not putting, <laughs> being able to fit two Lego pieces together that should be going together. Right. And that's all metaphor. And when we apply that to our finances, I take great hope and joy that when you get a higher level picture, God, what are you doing overall in my financial story? As you give it to him, he's just willing to meet us there with all his grace to pour out his sufficiency so that we'll have an abundance for every good work. And that good work might right now be paying down debt. It might be building up an emergency cushion like we're talking about a bit today. So that's why I picked those verses because it's really hopeful. Well, and, and I hear, I thought you just picked it because he's talking about seed and he's talking about bread <laughs> yeah. and you know, those There's are that. some of the tools yes. that, that, you know, and again, I, I love it. The scripture is immensely heart, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that it speaks to our heart, but it's also immensely practical mm-hmm. that it, it speaks to our hands. And, and, you know, all through scripture, we see this, this, you know, Jesus is, is, you know, when we read the parables, when we read the, the stories, when Jesus is speaking, he so often addresses both of these things in like one sentence. Like, it's like, okay, he's God, I know. But, but the reality is, is here we have Paul writing, okay, let's, let's, let's kind of address these things. And, and it's immensely practical. God knows that a sower needs seed, that, that a sower can't seed, uh, can't produce any kind of crop, can't do anything unless the sower has seed. So God knows that, and he supplies seeds for the sower. And God also knows that without bread, the sower is not going to be able to have the the energy, the resources. It's not going to be able to do the work without actually nutrition right now. And again, so, you know, just looking at this, that one small part of the beginning of that chapter and going, I just love that God is immensely practical. And, and so when we apply that to, you know, the, if you find yourself uh, under the burden of debt and you're going, okay, what does scripture say about that? The scripture, you know, is really clear. He's like, okay, first of all, debt is not a sin. You have not committed one of the, the top 10. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're not in the outskirts of the camp and, and waiting for God to, to show you favor. No, that's, that's not at all what scripture says. Scripture says that we are all have a debt. We all mm. have, have are in the same position. And if yours looks like monetary, if yours is to say, I have some creditors who uh, I owe money to, Scripture says, okay, l- let's figure out a way. Let's, let's do something practical that you can, you can get out from under that burden mm. because it's a burden. It's mm. a weight. It's, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, we read numerous stories about people that were in debt and their children are going, are being sold into slavery. Their, mm-hmm. their, their families are being sold into slavery until they can pay the debt. Well, you know, okay, we know that the, the, the borrower is slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't think anybody listening to this show really wants to be in the position of a slave to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the, the the scripture is again just immensely practical and immensely saying, okay, let's let's do something, and it is God 
who gives us what we need to do that. Mm-hmm. But we certainly have a function to do that. God, Well, you know, I mean, when I think of, you were talking about seed, and I was thinking, okay, God gives us provision. He does give us the seed. He mm-hmm. does give us our finances, mm-hmm. and he's saying to us, okay, um, this is the abundance I've given you. Now, now steward it. Mm-hmm. We use that word. And if you find that you're in debt and you haven't maybe stewarded it well, this is one of the practical things we want to help you mm-hmm. understand. We teach this at our financial fitness seminar. First of all, we're not going to talk about facing your finances because we talk about that a lot. Once you have the courage to face your finances, look at your, and really know what's coming in and what's going out. You really know what you're earning. You know what your bills are. It's like you've, you've even written it down on a page. Or as my girlfriend says, that's just overwhelming for her. So she, she likes her spreadsheet or everybody has their own way mm-hmm. of facing their finances. What You figure out what works for you and then you find some cash, extra cash to build up this emergency cushion. You live on less than you make, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. and, and it sounds really simple. Just live on less than you make. Well, and, and you know, again, we can use all kinds of pictures, and maybe this picture will help you. But when when we're writing on a page, and I know Reb, you're, you're a writer and, and a journaler, and if I look at your journal, what I'll see is I'll see in the in the center of the page a whole bunch of writing, but all around the outside. There's a white space, mm. right? You don't you don't write right up to the edge of the page and off mm. the edge of the page, like because well, stuff gets missing, and, and that's where all we're talking about here in the area of finances is saying, live your life more in the center of the page. Well, that's a great picture, yeah. Then maybe right out again. Culture tells us we need to be living right on the edge. Culture tells us that if you are standing on the edge, you're you're taking up too much space. Well, and that yeah. word actually, the word on paper would be margin, mm-hmm. right? You write within the margins. You have your boundary lines, and there's that white space. And in our finances, we want to have some margin. So, and mm-hmm. if you're finding, if you can find that margin, even if it's fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. I mean, we always talk in the financial fitness seminar about three. 300, mm-hmm. right? Where you find $300 a month <clears throat> that you can um, either put towards your emergency cushion and then it's, it's just money you don't need to live with, right. right? You can you can function, you can live and you can say I can spend every other penny, but I'm going to set aside $300 a month. That that that's kind of it. And we we use $300 a month because that's actually the the average Canadian family when we look at statistics and average the average canadian family has three hundred dollars of margin that that they don't actually need to live on that um, they could find that that they could find so the average canadian family and again if maybe you got 500 that you can find maybe you've got you know 100 that you can find again the the whole you know practical part of this is is that takes intentionality and that takes um a, a clear you know, decision to do that. And that may mean, okay, I get my paycheck and I'm going to automatically, the day my paycheck comes in, I'm going to deposit that hundred bucks or that 300 bucks, the money that I don't need to live on. I'm going to deposit that into a separate account somewhere Mm -hmm. else. And it's just going to happen automatically. I don't need to manage it, but it happens. And that's the point is, is that it happens. And so as you set aside that money, then your emergency cushion will grow. Um, right. And now it's the, the tough work of, of really deciding, okay, what's an emergency? 
and what's not. So, an what is an emergency cushion? If you're going to summarize it for us, sure. So, um, the definition of emergency sometimes is easier to define <laughs> by saying what it is not. Right? So, <laughs> we always say it's not Christmas. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Christmas it, is coming, but it, it's not Christmas. It's the same time every year. It's the same day every <laughs> year. It's not a surprise. And and to me, that maybe that it just makes it really clear. An emergency is something that you could not have forecast, that you could not, you know, even snow tires for the car. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you change your tires in spring and fall, like we do here in the Ottawa area, then guess what? My snow tires have been, I, I know what condition my snow tires are in the spring. And that gives me six months or four months or whatever it is to be able to save money. That's not an emergency. Now, if I'm driving down the road and all of a sudden I hear whack, 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 and a tire blows, well, then, yeah, that may be an emergency because I wasn't anticipating a tire blowing, um, but I certainly could have anticipated the, the snow tires being having to be put back on in the fall and what that would look like. So, um, again, when we couple these, these uh, um, we, we know not just statistically, but we know practically that emergencies happen. Right. That, and that the way uh, we have been taught, the way that we have been trained is, is that, well, emergencies happen and that's what your line of credit is for or that's what your credit card is for. You, you need a credit card just in case of emergency. We've been taught that by the financial institutions, by culture, mm -hmm. by the, you know, but the reality is, is that we, you know, you and I and, and uh, those of us that, that preach the message of get out of debt and stay out of debt and live a debt-free lifestyle say that, no, no, the credit card is just a method of payment. It's not an emergency cushion. It's just a way of paying, you know, when you're out and about. It's convenient. Mm -hmm. And so use the credit card as a convenient way of paying for things. Mm -hmm. Don't use it as an emergency cushion because really what you're telling yourself is, is that, well, I don't, when I don't have the money, then I'm, I'm already setting myself up to pay interest costs. So therefore my emergency mm -hmm. now gets compounded. Right. So I, you know, and think about this, you know, I have an emergency and I have to go into debt because I don't have an emergency cushion. And now that emergency becomes a worse emergency and a worse emergency and a worse emergency because if I didn't have emergency cushion in place to start with, how am I going to pay that debt off? Right. Where's that money going to come from? Because I haven't been able to build an emergency cushion. So now that, that emergency becomes not just an emergency, but also a financial emergency. Right. And so, you know, anybody can start building an emergency cushion today. If you don't have one in place, next paycheck, whatever it because, is that you can find. Well, and one to build of the it. things that we've seen even the, over the last six or eight months, you know, it, it would, it would be, have been helpful for each of us as Canadian families to have some kind of emergency cushion, even, even, sure. you know, we talk about the emergency cushion that's for those emergencies like blown tires or you job know, loss or job right but but there is also if if we would have even three months maybe you can speak to that you know even one month of our income saved up mm -hmm. in an account so that if if there is job loss or sickness that we can draw on that um, so we don't feel like we're in a crisis 
Yeah, so, I mean, good good point, Reb, in the sense of saying, you know, let's put some dollar values on that. So, mm-hmm. if you've got consumer debt, any consumer debt, we really only want your emergency cushion to be like 2000 2500 small amount of money. If you're renting and don't have a car, even $1,000 is fine, yeah. right? Just Just enough that you have a place to go other than the credit, other than than compounding your emergency. Um, If you're a family like ours with two uh, cars and and kids at home and lots of potential for emergencies, Mm -hmm. then yeah, 2,500 bucks, but that's only what during the time while you're focusing your your money on on paying off the debt, right? We we don't want you to have $10,000 sitting in a bank and $10,000 paying, you know, 9, 12, 15, 20% interest, whatever the interest on a credit card is right so that doesn't make sense right right? so small emergency cushion pay off your consumer debt and then you're going to go to three months worth of expenses and and that's really that the gauge as a minimum is somewhere you can have it in an rsp you can have it in a tfsa you can have it just in a savings account but somewhere where you've allocated that money specifically that if something an emergency was going to happen then I've got three months worth of expenses sitting there ready to draw from. If I lose my job, well, I could draw from my RSP mm-hmm. because there's no tax liability that happens there because my income is probably reduced, right. right? Maybe I'm getting EI, so now that three months worth of emergency cushion could stream into four or five months because I get unemployment insurance okay. during that transition time. Maybe you're planning, again, you may plan to do a job transition. And if you're planning to do a job transition, then you need to build up a six-month emergency cushion Mm -hmm. because you're planning it. You're working towards it. And you may say, hey, I'm going to launch out on my own as a self-employed, do something that I love to do. Interestingly enough, that was our story in -hmm. in 2007, Mm -hmm. 2008. And um, we actually hadn't planned a job transition, but found ourselves one. But Don't don't do what we did. This is why we can talk about it. But at the same time, we had it. We we Mm -hmm. had that money Mm -hmm. set aside. But here's here's the crazy part. Some of you guys know, if you've listened to our story before, but... um, um, and and Dave, I think, has heard that more with the clients he's been coaching as well. We said at the beginning, when you start on this journey, when you come with a repentant heart, you know, God's not, his grace isn't dependent on us uh, doing the right thing all the time. We do the thing wrong thing all the can We can do the th- wrong things all the time. And we all know that, that mm-hmm. God's grace still me- meets us. Mm-hmm. But we have seen something happen when... Y- we're walking in obedience. When you're walking in obedience and you say, Lord, I want to try and do this well. I, and I, I'm going to struggle and I've got all kinds of heart issues around money, but I'm going to do my best and I'm going to get a coach or, you know, I'm going to re- trust my, get some accountability in my life. And you start doing it and how God meets you in that place, how God, you know, comes in. And I'm sure you've had stories where clients have started to pay down debt and it just happened faster because all of a sudden they've got gotten you know money from cra Mm -hmm. they didn't know or Mm -hmm. uh i don't know they get i don't know where they get god provides in all kinds of crazy ways like and and unexpected ways Uh, and uh you know i think you know i think often when jesus said you know he who has ears to hear you know and i i sometimes translate that into who has eyes to see because the reality is is 
you know, we structure our spending when we're talking about the spending part of it. We, we structure that around essentially the, the guaranteed income, which in and of itself is, is a, you know, it's a, it, nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But, but the reality is, is there, the, there's guaranteed income that you're expecting to come in, whether it's from a paycheck or whether it's, you know, child tax benefit or whether it's, uh, you know, some other source of income coming in. So we structure our, our daily living expenses, the needs that we have around those, that income coming in. And then we say, part of that is savings. Part of that is paying off debt. Part of that is, you know, a roof over our head and transportation. And part of that is fun. Uh, I mean, fun is part of that whole picture. And then any extra money that shows up unexpectedly, then that can go to accelerate debt. And Mm -hmm. and those people, yeah, those Mm -hmm. people that see that, then all of a sudden go, wow, that money came in. And and it's, there's no emotional decision-making here. There is prayer, though, and I will say this. There are many times where money comes in, and we pause to just ask the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want to do? Well, I'm here. I'm going to segue into because we're coming to the end of the show, which always surprises me that we're already at the end of the show, but is the piece that we started with with that that we want to have an emergency cushion, but we also want to share what we have. Absolutely. So if you are getting some extra income or you have extra an extra turkey or you have, um, you know, extra clothes or whatever it is that you have what you've already said, Dave, Lord, open my eyes to see and ears to hear. What are you saying? What are you showing me? What is the need around me and how can I meet it? And you may feel like, oh, well, I don't have a lot of extra to pay, you know, give cash. You know, you always, and I always forget all of these, but we've got relationship, we've got time, we've got opportunity, we've got money. I can't remember. We've got skill and talent. You know, there's all kinds of things we can share what we have. And we will just say this, you know, if you can can start paying down your debt if you can build an emergency cushion and if you can share what you have you know god will meet you in all those places you start saying lord i just want to share what i have he'll he'll if you're willing if you say that he's going to be like okay i've got mm-hmm. i've got some places for you to give you know and and again this this goes and maybe we'll we'll end with one of my favorite verses from chronicles and it's the eyes of the lord move mm-hmm. to and fro throughout the earth to strongly support those whose hearts are complete his and and I don't I, I don't think it's you know my faith is that simple I don't think it's much more complicated than let's not hang on to these worldly things let's not hang on to the kind of the the wealth and and all of that because it's not meant to be held on to it is meant to 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 be used to glorify God mm-hmm. in whatever and if that that part of that is taking care of our families. Part of that is is mm-hmm. um, is providing you know a safe place for our kids to grow up, and and of course those those are the heart of God things, um, absolutely. And then part of that is is looking around at your neighbor, looking around at your community, and looking around at the context that you are in, and saying, "Wow, like there is no shortage of need of need mm. when, but there's no shortage of provision, right? Because as well." For he so, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply, supply and, and multiply, multiply the, the seed, seed that you've you sown. sown. And, and so we go, wait a minute. If I'm worried about provision, then I have to go back to Chronicles and go, the, the Father is going to strongly support those whose hearts, hearts are, are completely his. his. That's beautiful. That's our hope. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, I just thank you so much for the hope 
of these scriptures, the hope of your grace that meets us in the midst that, um, Lord, for any listener out there who's who doesn't know what to do, Lord, will you give wisdom and grant understanding and open eyes and ears to see what you are doing and what you're calling them to, um, that you've created them for a great work before the foundations of the earth were laid and that you would open all of our understanding to that call as we build an emergency cushion, pay down debt, and share what we have with others. Lord, we thank you for the opportunities, even in the midst of this global pandemic. We are grateful to you for the opportunities. In Jesus' name, amen. And we want to thank you for joining us this week. And if you uh, want to listen to some of the other podcasts, morethanenough.ca, notmine.ca, chri.ca, those all have players so you can just log in there and hit play and away you go Uh, or you can get it on your favorite podcasting platform we're on itunes and google and and um, spotify and all the other places so feel free to reach out at any time uh, to morethanenough.ca and join us next week when we talk money let's talk money is a division of more than enough financial fitness where god is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow for more information or to comment on today's show please visit morethanenough.ca